It's Friday night. And I just, just, just. It is Friday. It's just Friday. <laughs> Pedestal, but it's more of a column or like a. <laughs> no. There's a word for it. Okay. Welcome to Bloodbath, the True Crime Podcast. You We're fucking back. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I took a fan blade to the face. <laughs> I might have broken my nose. <laughs> we for sure broke my tire. Yeah. And my house. Yeah. Shit's just hit the face. No, 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 no. That means I'm the shit. Because the, shit. the fan and I collided. <laughs> I was on the ground, so that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense, especially with how big your room is. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's get into your case. Let's get murdery. Yeah. Wait, no. Sorry. That was the wrong. Nope. My case is... <laughs> okay. All right. I digress. <laughs> I, I didn't know I was going first, so one moment. Hey, when we found out mine is almost 18 pages long... I need a break from this motherfucker. You're going to want a break after my case. Damn it. So this is super duper, incredibly hard to hear. Very heavy case. Really? And then I'm following it up with John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. The communication wasn't here. It wasn't, (laughs) but I got to cover it because I need it out of my brain. Okay. That's how I feel about clownery. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the good thing is uh, this this whole case sparked a movement across all of India, uh, but the details are, like I said, quite gruesome. And I got to give a trigger warning. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's bad. Uh, really? If you're triggered by rape, do not listen to this. It is not easy to hear. It is... I cried. Grab a blanket. Grab your fur baby. Oh, my God. And strap on in. Cause on the like, trigger warning subject, I was actually thinking of putting in each episode we would put a trigger warning like tw and it would just highlight what happens in each episode because like trigger warnings for a true crime podcast is like you're listening to a true crime podcast you know shit's about to go down it is and like people want to know the premise i guess of like what's going to be in that like if it's going to have children because we always mention what's going to have children right so i think we should start doing that okay well, trigger warning, but no yeah. children, but rape for sure. Okay. All right. Um, so, like I said, I cried over it, but then again, I cry over anything. So, whatever. <laughs> Let's get into it. So, Indian law states that rape victims' names should not be released to the media. So, for a long while, this was called the Delhi Gang Rape Case. Oh. They nicknamed the victim Nerdabaya, which translates to fearless one. Uh, they called her Jagruti, which means awareness. Amanant, which means treasure, mm-hmm. and Damini, which means lightning. Oh my god. She's also referred to as the Delhi Braveheart and as India's daughter. Oh. Which is the name of the documentary that the BBC did, so go <gasps> watch it. Oh, uh, watch it after. Watch it twice because you're going to cry through the first time. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, however, her parents, they wanted the world to know her name. Oh. So we're going to talk about Jyoti Singh. She was a 23-year-old woman who lived in South Delhi, India. She was born and raised in Delhi, and her parents, Asha Devi and Badranath Singh, and I'm so sorry if I mess up any of these names. I'm trying. I'm really trying. (laughs) Uh, They were from a small village in the Balia district of Uttar Pradesh. Jyoti's father always wanted to be a teacher, and he loved education. But he never got to, like, pursue it completely, and he vowed that he would never deprive 
sorry, deprive his children of their wishes to educate themselves. Oh my God, just he, a good family. He is. He is quoted as saying, it never entered our hearts to ever discriminate. How could I be happy if my son is happy and my daughter isn't? And oh. it was impossible to refuse a little girl who loved going to school. My heart. <laughs> and mind you, this is like, this is in India where the gender roles are completely reversed from the USA. <laughs> they're, they are enforced. There. They yeah. are like, if you're a woman, you are known as the housekeeper. You are known as the Property. mother. You are exactly. So it's, there's okay. There's a lot to unpack there, but let's get to the story. Okay. So Jothi was ambitious for sure. Uh, she worked nights at IBM call center to help, put herself through medical college Ooh. along with the help of her parents who ended up selling their ancestral land to help afford schooling for her, which is like a wow. huge deal. And like her uncles, like her parents, her dad's brothers were like, why would you, why would you do that? Like, why would you put educate or put money towards education Fuck of a girl? Uncle. Right. I know they're Does terrible. Not pass the vibe check. <laughs> Does not. They're, they're just like, okay, thanks dude. Bye. So they expected her to get married, have children. And like, what's the point of educating her? dicks so dumb anyway they're not educated look at that <laughs> well <They're> Jyoti, <laughs> they are Jyoti wanted to become a physiotherapist which is like a physical therapist and she oh, was I a really my life right <laughs> she was a really good student like really good at everything that she did i mean look at her upbringing from her father yeah like, and he let her learn on her own like exactly oh what a man well, she was a total badass, and she didn't care mm. about the gender roles that dictate India and most of the world. She was determined to get through school no matter what it took. Her friends say that she slept maybe four hours a night because she was so dedicated. So she would work nights at the call center, then she'd sleep three to four hours, and then go to school during the day. She even told her parents that once she had her physical therapy job, that they would never have to worry again. Oh. Which is typically the role that males play in India. Like, they are the ones who take care of the families. And she was stepping up and saying, when, I'm, when I have my job, mm -hmm. you guys are not going to work another day. Whenever, like, a kid in general, like, I don't care who you are. Whenever a kid in general, like, says that, like, says they want to be successful in life so that they can, in return, take care of their parents and they don't have to work anymore. Oh. Yeah. My heart just gets so full. <laughs> it's a good kid right there. Well, in 2012, she ended up getting an internship, which meant that, like, after the internship, she'd be lined up for the job. Okay. So it was like, things were happening for her. Yeah. And she decided she wanted to have one last evening out before she dedicated her life to working the two jobs and going to school, because the internship is technically a job. So you know how people are like, maybe you want to have so much anxiety if you didn't listen to true crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's moments like that where I'm like, I just want one hoorah before like I go out and do this really big thing before I start getting my shit together. Mm -hmm. And then that's the night that you don't come home <laughs> and I don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to live your life. Because, I mean, either way, you're going to die. I know. I do leave. But exactly. Like, I sit there and I'm like fucking switching my leg. <laughs> like, looking at you. <laughs> be weird, be rude. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Well, on December 16th, 2012, Jyoti's friend, Awindra Pandi, invited her out to the movies. They left that's around... a safe spot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They left around 5 p.m. and they watched The Life of Pi. Oh. Good movie. Right? I watched that really high, though. So, like, I don't know if I actually got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good movie. 
Well, around 8.30 p.m., they waited to get on a bus to go home. A white school bus with illegally tinted windows picked them up, and they were on their way. Okay. Six other men were on this bus, no. including the bus driver. Mm. The men stared. No. One of them asked Arindra what he was doing out so late with the girl. Because they're unmarried. Yeah. It's after sunset. And it's a boy and a girl out. Get fucked. Wait. Well, Awindra told him it was none of his business. Good. No. They then decided that they would beat Awindra <gasps> with a metal rod and their fists. Oh. And he crawled under a seat and hid in agony. Oh. The men then turned on Jyoti. They dragged her to the back of the bus. She screamed and kicked and fought as much as she could as they all six took turns molesting and raping her. They bit her. They beat her. She continued to fight during the whole ordeal. The ringleader of the group picked up the metal rod and forced it into Jyoti's vagina and <gasps> pulled it out. He then stuck his hand inside of her and pulled her intestines out through her what? vagina. That doesn't even sound real. I know. But wait, there's more. Oh my God. The two were stripped and thrown from the bus into a ditch on the side of the road. They were found half dead by an off-duty security guard. She's not dead? Uh-uh. <gasps> I told you, she's ambitious. Holy shit. A crowd formed around them, and the security guard screamed out for help, and no one in the crowd moved. So the security guard ran to a nearby hotel to, to get water and sheets to wrap them up until the police could arrive. Oh, my God. The security guard described Jyoti's body as looking like a cow that had just given birth <gasps> because her insides were hanging yes. outside of her yeah. body. Yeah. You That's can, why like, I'm like, that, she's right? still alive? Yeah. Like, excuse me? Well, it wasn't like Jyoti to not check in with her parents, and they began to get worried around 11 p.m. They tried to call her, but her phone was dead. Finally, they got a call from the hospital, and it was letting them know that their daughter was badly hurt. The doctor told them... I know. <laughs> The doctor, she'd worked in the emergency room for 20 years, uh -huh. said that she had never seen someone hurt this bad and still be able to recall their entire attack. Holy shit. The doctor said that they couldn't even figure out what parts went where on Jyoti's body yeah. because she was so badly injured. She wrote on a note to her doctors, I want to survive. Surprisingly, Jyoti was able to give full descriptions of all six of the men that attacked her and Awandra. Full body goosebumps. <laughs> Jyoti was truly a fighter. They gave her a prognosis of three days to live. Oh, no. By the next day, protests erupted around India because of the media coverage of this. As in for her or against her? Both. Oh? Ooh. Yeah. I'm seeing red. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly no. for her. Mostly okay. for her. This is like the... the but the fact that they're still against? Yeah. It, no. Just wait. Oh, you're going to get so mad. <laughs> Find a tall bridge. I don't know. <laughs> Outside the hospital, the city was ablaze with anger. The initial reports of the rape and savagery had brought women out onto the streets. The police responded by beating these women. What? Just like the protests in Portland. I was just about to say what in the BLM movement? Yes, exactly. They were that peaceful protests horrendous. until the police showed up. Yeah. Weird. 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 <laughs> Weird. Weird. Well, within 24 hours, six men had been arrested. They used recordings of the highway CCTV to spot the white bus. They found the driver of the bus, Ram Singh, his brother, Mukesh Singh. Disgusting. Vinay Sharma, 
Pawan Gupta, a 17-year-old named Mohammed Afros, and Ash- Akshay Thakur. The 17-year-old had only met the other men that day. Oh my god. Supposedly, they'd been partying and drinking all day. And the charter bus that Ram Singh drove on the weekdays was not permitted to pick up public passengers or even to operate in Delhi because of its tinted windows. Like I said, illegally tinted. Suspicious. They decided they wanted to take it out and have some fun. Mm-hmm. A few hours before committing the rape, the attackers had robbed a carpenter. Oh, my God. It was 35-year-old Ramadir Singh, who boarded the bus that was being driven by Bunkesh. The juvenile, like the 17-year-old guy, had lured him onto the bus saying he was going to Nehru Place. They then beat him up and robbed him of his phone and 1,500, uh, I don't know the, I think it's rupees, okay. in cash. Yeah. After robbing him, the group dumped him and he reported that the group and the bus robbing to the police who are passing nearby and they refused to take action because it wasn't under their jurisdiction. And they were like, go report it to that station over there. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Super great. Why even have cops, like, over there (laughs) if you're not going to do anything? Not going to do your job. That's fine. So on the 26th of December, so this happened on the 16th. This is 10 days later. She's still alive. Oh, thank God. The prime minister at the time, Manmohan Singh, made the decision to fly Jyoti to a transplant specialist hospital in Singapore. Oh, wow. And there's some speculation on whether this was, like, because they didn't want any more bad news for tourism in India. publicity. Or if they actually wanted her to go to an actual really good specialist. So there's it was a really good specialist, though, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so it's but like it could have been a bit of both, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Her family went with her to Singapore, but her strength was gone. Mm. On the evening of the 28th of December, the doctors told them there was nothing more to be done. They sat with her as her heartbeat faded. And at 4.45 a.m. on the 29th of December, her, fi- her heart finally stopped. And Jyoti Singh passed away. Hmm. The juvenile defendant, Mohammed Afros, was declared as 17 years and six months old on the day of the crime by the Juvenile Justice Board, which just it's the kind of same system that we have. Like if you're under 18, like yeah. you're not tried in as adult. Except for we always round up. Yeah, <laughs> we round up. And then also there's different ages for different states. too. Yeah, exactly. Because of this type of shit. Like and you know what you're doing for this. You're 17. He would have been tried as an adult in the United States. But hell yeah, uh, the JJB, the Juvenile Justice Board, determined that he would not be tried as an adult. OK, so that's literally just because they're on his side because he's a male. I, I believe that. Um, he was tried as a, a minor and not as adult. And he, he was in, in a different court. Wow. A verdict in the case was scheduled to be announced on the 25th of July. It was deferred until the 5th of August, then deferred again to the 19th of August. And the, then on the 31st of August, he was convicted of rape and murder under the Juvenile Justice Act and given the maximum sentence of three years three? in a reform facility. Three in a reform facility. No, oh. including the eight months he spent waiting for the trial. So less than three years, basically. And he was released on the twentieth of December, twenty fifteen. He likes sewing. Gross. Yeah. I hope he sticks himself underneath the nail with that needle <laughs> one day. Supposedly he's reformed. So like, I mean, fuck off. If we want to believe in in the system. Sure, but... I don't want to run out. I'm I mad. Don't, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. 
at this moment ask me again later maybe ask me later. when i've had coffee i yeah. haven't had any today <laughs> five days after jyoti's death on the 3rd of january 2013 the police filed charges against the five adult men for rape murder kidnapping destruction of evidence and the attempted murder of awendra Senior lawyer Diane Krishnan was appointed as a special public prosecutor. Mukesh Singh, Vinay Sharma, Akshay Thakur, and Pawan Gupta denied the charges. Some okay. of the men had confessed earlier. However, their lawyers said that their clients had been tortured and their confessions had been coerced. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to be tortured. However, you deserved it. Secondly, <laughs> you did it. Stop trying to say that that's why you confessed when you actually did it. And third, you have, you have the, the, Awindra <laughs> is, is he, he, he was there. You beat the shit out of him. He's still alive. And he so knows your she. fucking name. She was alive. Yeah. She said your name in the hospital. Weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's just not, let's not. On the 10th of January, one of their lawyers, Manohar Lal Sharma, and I'm saying his name because fuck this guy. Okay. He said in a media interview that the victims were responsible for the assault because they should not have been using public transportation and as an unmarried couple, they should not have been on the streets at night. He went on to say, until today, I have not seen a single incident or example of rape with a respected lady. Even an underworld Don would not like to touch a girl with respect. He also called the male victim wholly responsible for the incident because he failed in his duty to protect the woman. Six other guys that had a metal pipe. Yeah. First, like on that. The other one dropped dead, dude. Yeah. Literally dropped dead. And that's like the whole mentality that, that India is fighting right now is that that if you're a woman and you get raped, it's your fault. Look what and, you were wearing. And they teach them. They teach the girls. Don't let it be you. Like, don't be out How past nine. Teach your sons, don't do it. He also said if he had a daughter and she got raped, he would take her out to the streets, disown her, and like let people stone her. Like, he was just like, okay, he, it's her fault, basically. He needs to be castrated <laughs> and just drop dead. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. And it gets worse. <laughs> oh, what? But wait, there's more. So Ram Singh, the the bus driver who was also the ringleader yeah. and the guy who shoved the pipe inside of her. Mm-hmm. He committed suicide on March 11, 2013 in the Tahar jail during the trial. Oh, I feel so bad. He got out of it. Oh. Yeah. I'm happy he's gone, though. Because, like, but, what if he reproduced? What if he got out? What if he had a daughter? He got He got out of the time, whatever. But, like, we can't have... His spawn, that is going to be in jeopardy of him being their father. But I, he, he <laughs> took the easy way out. He did. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying we got to take what we could get <laughs> with not having any more of him coming into this world. Yeah, I guess. And it's not them coming into this world as in they're the negative, as in him fathering them. Or even teaching them. Yeah, or teaching, exactly. Having a daughter god forbid her getting raped and then him being like well it's your fault yeah fuck off i hate all of this and there was like a ton on like they asked for mercy and they asked for appeals and blah 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 exactly so i didn't put any of that in here because i don't give a shit about you asking for mercy so march 20th 2020 oh 
at 5.30 a.m., Mukesh Singh, Vinay Sharma, Akshay Thakur, and Pawan Gupta were executed by hanging at Tahar Jail on a gallows specifically designed for four people. Wow. And it's been the first mass hanging, as they call it, in like the last 30 years. They haven't done it in forever. I was definitely expecting you to say like 200 years. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, so but, holy shit. It's it's I think it's the first one within. So India just got their independence from um, Britain. OK. And so it, I think this was the first mass hanging or wow. hanging while they had their independence, which is pretty. Interesting. I really didn't see them actually getting that repercussion. Yes. So that's the thing with this case is why it's so, so big. Yeah. Most rapes in India and all that kind of stuff, they, they don't get reported. Or if they do, they get ignored. Exactly. Or there was a, a case of one woman. She got raped. She reported to the police. And the next week, she was dead. And they think the police what? did it to cover it up because it was done by a higher up person in the caste system. What in the Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, exactly. So pretty bad. So... After gaining vast amounts of national and global attention, yeah. <laughs> Delhi's uh, Nirbhaya gang rape case became a pivotal turning point for India's feminist movement. Thank God. Wow. In the time since this case, India's government has taken important steps to advance laws and policies regarding violence against women. Protests and public pressure, both domestic and international, mm-hmm. forced the Indian government to take action. They created a high-level committee... Uh, called the Verma Committee, and their key recommendations were to widen the definition of rape to include non-penetrative sex, create new offenses for acts such as acid attacks and sexual harassment, and increase penalties for those convicted of rape. Acid attacks. People throwing acid on people. I actually know a case that has that happen. Hate it. And she ends up going back to Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I was fucking heated. It it lives in my head rent-free. In India, like, you could be walking down the street, and because of what you're wearing, they'll throw acid on you. Yep, battery acid. Exactly. Like, it's terrible. Like, what? So the National Council of Education Research and Training has since developed textbooks and lesson plans focused on gender sensitization, oh my god, (laughs) sensitization, (laughs) which aim to raise awareness of gender issues among school children. After this movement gender sensitization Uh (laughs) that's a hard one welcome to my life (laughs) became very popular and was carried out through different programs and workshops delis rickshaw and taxi drivers are now required to take a gender sensitization (laughs) course in order to renew their commercial license wow and they they have the drivers learn how to respect and not uh what's the word stare at women they're not allowed to just like like stare and leer at them (laughs) but what if they're really pretty (laughs) even then (laughs) so that's the story of Jyoti Singh and the horrific events that happened to her and how it sparked a, a movement. movement across yeah. the world. Yeah. That's, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't believe in Sky Daddy, but like there is a plan, you know, like uh, the outcome of it. But why did it have to be her? It had to be anybody. <laughs> but like we have this positive thing that came out of it because I feel like it's because of her parents. Right. They and I mean, said her name. They're exactly. like, it's not, you're not going to just push her down. She is not another one. Yeah. She's not. And that's the she thing with like name. rape cases. They don't release the names. Yeah. And for a long time, the 17 year old who committed it as well, they didn't release his name because he was a juvenile. Yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia said, fuck that. We're releasing like that name. <laughs> they're probably also not releasing the name because they know the type of people they have within their people and that they might, go attack the person that was attacked right so that in india is called an honor killing 
Oh. And Ooh. that's actually not illegal to do. What? So, yeah, honor killings are if if your sister gets raped and survives it, you're allowed to kill her. Kill her? Yes. Not him? Yes. Or, I, I'm full for that. I'll also, go kill him. No, also him. So, like, if your brother rapes somebody or whatever, or your sister rapes somebody, whoever, yeah. you're allowed to kill them in honor of your family to keep your name like clean. clean. Exactly. So honor killings are not technically illegal there. I have not good feelings about that. Right? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Like I've, I've mentioned, like, if my daughter, if I walked in, like, if I saw, if I heard that my daughter was being raped by some little fucking boy, <laughs> it's not a man, it's on sight. <laughs> it's on sight. <laughs> it's on sight, motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, man or woman. Because, like... <laughs> No, I know, but like Oof. just coping. It's on sight. <laughs> talking from personal experiences with mine being a full grown man. Yeah. It's on sight, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> good job. Thanks. Uh, definitely cried researching it. And, I want to um, watch the documentary. Oh boy. Maybe not today because I, I kind of just been, we both just been crying all week. Which yeah. I don't need to cry anymore. I Took really a fan don't. of the face. I don't need it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the documentary, definitely uh, really good. Her parents are in it. Uh, they do oh. a lot of, they cover a lot of the protests and the protesters walking out and telling their stories. And because of this, this is going to sound bad, but like rape has statistically gone up, but that's because more people are reporting it now. Yes. It's not actually gone up. It's, it's being just, more reported. Exactly. Yes. So it's like 85% it has jumped up in wow. reporting which is insane which is good that the number is going up as in people speaking about it not right. that it's happening exactly the movement is working it is and wow it's like mom and dad of india yeah <laughs> like they're just crying and on their shoulders and going to them that's why they call the the documentary india's daughter yeah it's like oh yeah that's their <laughs> like that's that could be your daughter it you could know? be your daughter and and her dad was like a radical you know for yeah. wanting to have his daughter educated and here he is like still still pushing and it's, it's so sad the, the all the quotes from them is just it's just it's heartbreaking but a positive came out of it the movement is important a good good came out of it it, it was it was a good good from a bad bad yeah yeah i think we can just leave the good good with the the movement that, that yeah that, that brought that yeah. can be the good good because that's 2020 motherfuckers yeah that's that's happening now History's happening now. Tis. It's been happening, but you know. <laughs> and them fools are dead. Except for that that one kid. Drop dead. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We're happy to be back. Hi. <laughs> hey. We're back. Hope you liked Podcast by Proxy last week. We've became really good friends with them over the past, I don't know, three or four months. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. We're going to get together at CrimeCon. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say ComicCon this time. <laughs> So yeah, you can catch us at bbtcpodcast at gmail.com. I was going to say the Instagram, but that wasn't Instagram. So then I followed it up with the email. Cool. <laughs> What's our Instagram? Bloodbath Podcast. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, there you go. Our yeah. website is about to drop. It's our so new cool. website. Yeah. It's so fucking Ignore cool. the old website. <laughs> it's going bye-bye. <laughs> but wait. There's more. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. <laughs>